Hey family, this is Stacy and Dave with Clench Changed My Life. Thanks for joining us in our Spring into Ultimate Wellness series. Today, we have the 10th step to take as you move to become your healthiest self. Now, I'm sure we've all heard of beer belly, right? But is it true that beer or other forms of alcohol form beer bellies? Is alcohol good or bad for us? Who are we to believe? Though we would love to answer all these questions about alcohol clearly, there's still no definitive research to clearly answer the questions. But one thing is clear, and it goes for everything we do in life. How we do something matters. Today, we hope to inspire you to simply analyze how you intake alcohol, if you currently use or are planning to use it. We often reiterate how our goal is not to directly increase the number of vegans in the world, but simply to do our part to help the world go in a better direction by helping people live healthier lifestyles filled with joy and vibrance. We would love for everybody to take on a plant-based way of eating, yet we realize that the best way to live the lifestyle is to actually learn the lifestyle. So we aim to meet you where you are, and we strive to reach anyone who understands that there's a lot of information out there, but simply doesn't know where to start. So yes, today we're going to talk about this alcohol thing. And yes, if there's ever an expert on alcohol, you're listening to him. That's right. <laughs> I was a daily drinker, a heavy drinker, habitual drinker, social drinker, all of the above, you know. Luckily, I gained an awareness of how the alcohol is affecting my body. The thing about improving your lifestyle in one way is that it often leads to improvements in other areas. I've definitely felt a difference in going from drinking hard liquor daily to keeping the same bottles in the house for over a year. What we hope to do in this show is just to help you make an informed choice. Now let's start with that beer belly concept and how it's related to alcohol. To build up some background knowledge, let's get a quick understanding of how fat works, right? So dietary fat and body fat are two different things. Our body fat has a direct connection to dietary sugars in their various forms, along with calorie imbalances. That means that you're intaking more calories than you're actually burning off, right? Now, dietary fat, the fat in the foods that we eat, you know, the number that you see on the back of the nutrition facts label, is the fat that our bodies use in a very complex way. But to put it simple, dietary fat is essential. We need it. Now, the type of dietary fat is critical. This is another show, but to give a quick tip, stay away from saturated fats and trans fats. So getting back to it, the dietary fat can be stored as body fat when you consistently intake more calories than you burn. With this said, the body fat's connection to alcohol is the sugars. And in itself, alcohol is pretty low in sugar. Though it is made from sugars, the fermentation process turns those sugars into alcohol. So when it comes to gaining weight and getting a beer belly off of alcohol, you're in luck because there is not a really direct connection or relation. The beer belly is more closely related to your stress, your diet, and your level of exercise. But of course, it wouldn't be so simple, right? The type of alcohol matters in how you drink it, starting with beer. Innately, beer has carbs, which turns into sugar. We know that, right? So Having a beer sparingly will not make the difference if you have a generally healthy diet, right? But if you are drinking multiple beers daily 
or drinking a lot at one time, that's called binge drinking, then it's definitely, it definitely could contribute to the hard beer belly. Next up is wine. Wine is made from large amounts of fruits, which naturally has sugar. But through the process of making wine, some residual sugar will still remain. The key is to stick to dry wines instead of sweet wines, which are not only made to keep more sugar content, but are often made with added sugars and flavorings. Liqueurs are also made with additional sweeteners and flavorings that are often artificial. Hard liquors are typically really low in carbs and sugar, which often make them the choice for those who are watching their weight. But they are one of the most taxing on your body. The last thing to understand when it comes to alcohol and weight is that alcohol is mostly used as a social beverage. During social occurrences, we often eat and easily fall into eating foods with heavy sugars, harmful fats, and excessive salt. And those that drink understand that eating afterwards is a common thing. Actually, eating before, during, and after is a common thing to do. So that beer belly is probably not a result of the alcohol itself, but the lifestyle surrounding it. So now let's talk about other ways that alcohol can be taxing on your body. We know it's common knowledge that alcohol is detrimental to the kidneys and to the liver. The liver and the kidneys are workhorses that help keep our bodies clean and send appropriate things to their respective places, simply put. This gets really complex and is a lesson in itself, but for our purposes, know that they are both vital organs. The effects of alcohol on the kidneys have been studied extensively, and it has been found to lead to kidney disease in the long term. In the short term, alcohol prohibits our kidneys from doing its daily function, leaving our bodies more toxic. Now, when it comes to the liver, excessive use of alcohol leads to alcoholic-related liver disease. According to the United Kingdom National Health Service, alcoholic-related liver disease does not usually cause any symptoms until the liver has been severely damaged. They mentioned that each time the liver encounters alcohol, some of the liver cells are killed. They further mentioned that the liver can develop new cells, but prolonged alcohol misuse or drinking too much over many years can reduce its ability to regenerate. This can result in serious and permanent damage to your liver. Now let's talk about the things you can do to limit or eliminate your use of alcohol. Number one, if you can take the leap, then start changing your type of alcohol. Instead of mixed drinks with added sugars and the extra chemicals, stick to straight liquor with nothing added but ice or water if you're looking to dilute it. If you're going after the feeling, then hard liquor with no mixer will do the job quicker. But the overall goal should be to gradually limit the amount of alcohol that you take in by changing to cleaner drinks. But again, we point back to that beverage that gives you the best feeling and energy once again, and that's water, straight water. All right. So the second thing you can do is to save that drink for social events only. If you're that butterfly and participate daily in social life, then it's time to challenge yourself to either socialize without the buzz or slow down on going out. Same thing goes for those who work in fields that are heavily social, like the music industry. The next thing you can do is to set a budget and calculate how much money you spend each week, each month, each year on alcohol. On this note, another tip is to only buy expensive bottles of alcohol. 
Seems counterintuitive, huh? (laughs) This technique will help you think about how much you're drinking. And maybe you can keep that bottle on your shelf even longer. Better yet, it may actually keep you from taking off the shelf in the first place. Right. If you spend $300 on something, (laughs) you're definitely not going to drink it in one second. You're not going to guzzle that down. (laughs) Okay. So the fourth thing to do, let me get my microphone right. The fourth thing to do is exercise often and eat more plants. When you're exercising and eating better, you will think twice about drinking heavily in order to not jeopardize your health progress. Simple as that. And that leads to number five. Number five is to really cleanse. Truly cleansing your body is not a three-day juice fast or even a week. Truly cleansing takes a shift into extended period of daily practices that allow your body to operate in a different way. If you eliminate harmful foods and chemicals, exercise daily, focus on eating more vegetables, herbs, and fruit for three or more months, your body will begin to interpret how each thing that you put into your body affects it. This was the case for me. I began to feel alcohol in my body, not in an intoxicating way, but in a physical way. It just didn't feel good in my body anymore. It felt toxic. This is one reason I limited my alcohol intake. Yeah, I was pretty surprised at how much you limited your alcohol yeah. intake. You went from being a, a guzzler to not drinking it at all. Yeah, I mean, it's I still will if I just choose to, but it I feel it every time I put it in my body now. The sixth thing to do, as we like to say often, is drink more water. This has been a common theme in our shows. Water is truly one of the best changes you can make. I would consider it to be the most cleansing resource we have in the world. And when it comes to alcohol, drinking more water will A, quench your thirst. Because thirst is an thirst is an issue that we often overlook because we often eat more than we should and drink too much of the wrong beverage, including alcohol. And sometimes we just need to quench our thirst with plain and simple water. And B, water prevents dehydration, which alcohol promotes. Alcohol is a diuretic which promotes flushing water, sodium, and other nutrients from the body. And typically, this is a cleansing concept. But in the case of alcohol, it can be harmful. Alcohol makes it to various parts of our system and makes different impacts. It, it gets pretty complex, but as far as our daily health, drinking more water not only combats the effects of alcohol, but it's an overall better choice. All right, to wrap things up this week... We simply just want you to understand that the excessive use of alcohol ages us extremely. From drying out our skin, creating wrinkles, to dehydrating us, to overworking our organs like the brain, the kidneys, and the liver, leading to illness and disease. Though like coffee, it is ingrained in our families and social structure. When it comes to ultimate health, we have to take another look at just why we are doing it and what effect it has on us. If we could take a big step into ultimate wellness, rethinking our connection to alcohol would be a leap. This week's action step that we leave you with is to take a challenge. Take the challenge to stop drinking alcohol for one month. And then when you try to drink it again, pay attention to how it feels in your body. Now I heard somebody thinking, it's summertime and y'all want me to stop drinking? Well, yeah, we know it's summertime, but in the mind of a drinker, come on now. There's always a good time to drink. Springtime. Oh, it's time to drink. Wintertime. You know we got to have a drink in the cold. Fall. Leaves are falling. Might as well get a drink. We can go on and on, right? To put it in perspective, 
One month is a short period of time compared to a lifetime. We hope to have many, many more summers, so taking a month to help you learn your body is a month well spent. Amen. We've included some links to resources that will be helpful in this mission, so check it all out on this episode post on our website, plantschangemylife.com. And are you listening for the first time this week? You can get these episodes sent straight to your inbox so you won't miss a beat. Just visit our website, plantschangemylife.com, and sign up for our free newsletter. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you again. Until next time, remember, when you eat good, you read good. Peace.